from the Winter Intercession course, Plan 699, Planning and Pop Culture. This is Amber Summers, a junior architecture student at Kansas State University, alongside John Hyman, graduate student in regional and community planning, presenting to you Just Parking. In this podcast, we will take a critical look at parking and how it's represented in pop culture through the viewpoint of artists, authors, and musicians. Parking is a major aspect of city development. According to a recent New York Times article, Paved But Still Alive, there is estimated to be between 105 million and 2 billion parking spaces in the United States altogether. These spaces are conservatively estimated to generate more than 25 to $30 billion annually in revenue. A parking lot needs fairly large space, around 25 square meters or 270 square feet per parking spot. This means that lots usually need more land area than for corresponding buildings for offices or shops if most employees and visitors arrive by car. This means covering large areas with asphalt. In some cities, parking lots take up one-third of all land area, becoming the single most predominant landscape feature of our built environment. In most minds, the parking space is boring or ordinary. It sits passively and performs one function. One thing that is not thought of often is that it is empty most of the time. Residential parking is underused during the day when people are at work, and workplace parking is underused in the evening when people are at home. However, parking is a central issue in community development and a big part of daily lives of the public. As much as we would like to say that suburban sprawl is slowing down, it is still a relevant argument today. Many people like living on their own and being self-reliant on their vehicles to get them to and from work. This makes the demand for parking in convenient places large and at the forefront of people's minds, and the demand is not going away anytime soon. The use of parking management and smart growth is necessary to help curb problems with excessive parking, but those who use it have much to consider. First and foremost, using what is already available to provide maximum benefit while also preserving space. Strategic management helps reduce parking spaces per vehicle in larger lots while helping increase economic vitality in those areas. Local groups should make every space count in using every parking measure or strategy available rather than building additional parking because it is convenient. Throughout the planning and pop culture class, we discussed the challenges related to consumerism and their relation to future planning. We found that this is a challenge related to everyone and is referred to throughout our readings, music, and movies that we discussed during the class. A large, a large part of pop culture is artwork. It can shape people's opinions and make an impact on issues going on around them. Barbara Kruger is a modern conceptual artist who lives and works in both Los Angeles and New York. Her work perspective uses predominantly and her artwork addresses cultural constructions of power and identity in today's society. These relate back to the challenges presented with self-indulgence, and she criticizes with consumerism. In her installation in the Hirschhorn Museum in Washington, D.C., Kruger boldly writes out one of her issues with consumerism with just one phrase, plenty should be enough. Her piece, along with several others, motivate conversation and discussion about today's culture and the ideologies of must-have attitudes and overconsumption of resources. Plenty should be enough reflects upon what we as consumers continually do in practice. We continue to grow and use space, money, and resources, tying in with the important message that these developmental mo movements have been wasted. Specifically, we use these ideas of overconsumption heavily related back to parking. 
These large lots of concrete and asphalt reflect upon our history of sprawl and the lack of proper land use and sustainability. Much is in need of change, and Kruger emphasizes it should be more with a change in ideology about self and what we have. Another artist that is using their work for social action and spreading awareness about modern issues is a well-known street artist, Banksy. In the film, Exit Through the Gift Shop, it is discussed how street art can be impactful and why these artists do their work. It focuses in mainly on Banksy and his intentions for his art pieces and how they can call attention to the statements he makes. For more on Banksy, here's Joe Wilmes for his discussion. Thanks, Amber. I'm Joe Wilmes sitting next to Andrew Young. The first Banksy we are going to be talking about is Follow Your Dreams Cancelled, which was put up in Boston, Massachusetts. Banksy's image depicts a man that has just painted the words, Follow Your Dreams. However, over the man's words in big letters is stamped cancelled, styled similarly to the international symbol for no, which is commonly seen on no parking signs. This art is criticizing the fact that people no longer follow their dreams. Rather, they seek more material things. Following your dreams is canceled, folks. The second Banksy piece that we want to look at is parking. This piece is on top of a pre-existing sign for parking. The word is written on a large wall in bright red. However, Banksy has faded out the ING, leaving only the word park in full color. Below the letters is an image of a girl swinging from the letter A. Banksy invites the viewer to remember a time when they were at a park swinging. Banksy is challenging that too much space is being dedicated to vehicle storage and should be instead used to create spaces that are usable for all, for example, a park. Reducing the amount of parking in cities is not a unique idea to Banksy. In fact, many articles have been written related to the topic. The May 2015 issue of Planning Magazine was a special issue because it was all about transportation planning. I've chosen an article to discuss today titled, Releasing the Parking Brake on Economic Development. It focuses on designing future cities to be greener and improve walkability. Therefore, I thought you all would find it interesting and applicable to our professions. The cost is invisible to consumers and many policymakers, but every developer knows how much minimum parking requirements affect development. Most municipalities require one or two spaces per residential unit. According to the article, this adds an estimated 6 to 16% per unit cost. This increase covers the additional required construction and opportunity costs of using the space for car storage rather than revenue generating space. However, some places like Petaluma, California can attest to the power of eliminating the forest waste created by parking requirements. Instead of forcing developers to create one space of parking per 50 to 100 square feet of restaurant or bar space, the city allowed the developers to determine a reasonable amount based on their need. The developer determined only one unit per 300 square feet was needed and the city is thriving today. A decrease in parking is an increase in revenue generating space. The article says getting parking right might be a more dependable and longer lasting form of economic development. Another example is Ann Arbor, Michigan. They too removed parking minimum requirements despite being near the center of the auto industry. After removing parking from the equation, Ann Arbor is now able to boast some of the highest retail occupancy rates in the state. In addition, Ann Arbor only has a 3% residential vacancy rate. Petaluma, Ann Arbor, and soon even Buffalo, New York are leading examples of how much economic development potential is sitting right under our city's tires. As future planners, I encourage you all to think critically about parking requirements in cities and to also think creatively about parking lots you see around you. 
imagined how they could be developed better to create a more walkable, environmentally friendly, and economically successful area. A song in American pop culture that relates directly to this topic is Big Yellow Taxi. Originally written by Joni Mitchell in 1970, her lyrics describe looking out of her window in Hawaii to see the beautiful natural landscape being destroyed and paved over to create more parking lots and tourist development. The lyrics warn of the regret people will feel after there is no more natural landscape and only our paved environment remains. We're going to play the 2002 Counting Crows rendition featuring Vanessa Carlton for you now. Give it a listen and think critically about what the message is the author wants to get across. They paid paradise and put up a parking lot With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone They paid paradise and put up a parking lot Charge the people a dollar and a half to see them. No, 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 don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? You'd be in paradise and put up a fucking lie. put away your DDT. I don't care about spots on my apples. Leave me the birds and the bees. It took my girl away Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone
So, Joe, what do you think the message is that they're trying to get across in that song? I think, obviously, people here pave paradise and put up a parking lot, and obviously that means they're ripping down the beautiful nature and just replacing it with material things, just kind of like what we do in our own lives. But there's also a line that says, cutting down trees and put them in a tree museum let them come see him for a dollar and a half. Obviously, there's a problem with that. Eventually, we will run out of our nature and um, future generations won't exactly know what we had. And you you don't know what you had until you've lost it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, When Joni Mitchell originally wrote it, she said that her inspiration there was the botanical gardens of Hawaii and all the nice stuff in there and charging people to go and see them when all they really need to do is open their eyes and walk around. That's a good point that, you know, if we keep destroying all of the natural environment one day, all we might have is nice things and natural environment within an enclosed space. And really that's not natural anymore at all. So can you even consider that a natural environment? I don't know. It's a good song full of a lot of different messages. So hopefully it gives the listeners something to think about. This has been Planning and Pop Culture, Just Parking. <laughs>